Exceeding Expectations, Episode 57. Welcome to another edition of Exceeding Expectations with me, Tony Winyard. This is the podcast where we try to give you ideas how you can over deliver to your customers because if you exceed their expectations, the benefits to your reputation will far exceed the effort you put in and it can enable you to get much better reviews and more referrals, recommendations and rebookings, which um, ultimately hopefully means you get more money as well. But you also enjoy your work more because you're, you tend to be working with clients who, who you like. You can be more fussy with who you decide to work with. Not everyone is your client after all. If you like uh, what you've heard, why not share the episode with other people? Um, maybe someone who you feel will get particular benefit from this, epi- this episode. This episode, we speak to a lady called Heather Breedlove. She is the, um, the author of a book called, well, a diary journal type thing called Shine Your Bright. She's also the chief financial officer at Keystone Brothers and the co-founder of a company called Choose Goodness. So we'll be hearing more about Heather very soon. We have a, a Facebook group. You can maybe ask if there's a particular person you would like to hear interviewed. Why not let us know in the Facebook group, which is called Exceeding Expectations. Maybe make some comments about this episode or any other episodes that you've listened to in the past. And it would be fantastic if you would leave a review for us on iTunes. Leave a review for Exceeding Expectations. Let us know what you think about the um, the podcast. And yeah, completely honest, I'm not asking it to be five star. Just tell, tell us what you really think about the podcast. Right now, it's time for this week's episode. Hope you enjoy. Exceeding expectations, my guest today in Atlanta, Georgia, Heather Breedlove. How are you, Heather? I'm good, Tony. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good, thank you. And uh Atlanta is one place I've never been. Is that where, do you come from Atlanta? I I come from the state of Georgia. I actually grew up in a small town about three and a half hours south of Atlanta. Super small. We had four traffic lights and I would say there was one <laughs> at every corner of the block. So right. <laughs> since then I've worked in buildings with more people. I guess Atlanta's slightly different to what you've just described. Oh, my goodness. And very different from (laughs) London, too, right? But, yes, I was ready to hit the road at 18, super excited to move to a bigger city and see what life had to offer. So for people listening who maybe haven't been to Atlanta or don't know anything about Atlanta, is it it famous for anything? What would you say about Atlanta for people who don't know it? Oh, my goodness. Well, Delta Airlines, um, I think <laughs> we have one of the biggest airports in the, well, we always are right there really in the world with the largest airport. And then it's also has a nickname of Hotlanta where we get just brutal heat and humidity, but it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great city. We've got all the sports teams, which you have to definitely be a fan because they don't necessarily always turn out on top but it's really starting to get a lot of character too because I think everyone there's so much industry and business in the city it really is a cultural experience with all of the people that live here and so in the work that you do do you mostly just work within sort of Atlanta or is it national or what what is it you do 
I actually work for Keystone Brothers, and we're the largest vinyl distributor, so seating, cars, boats, and whatnot. And we have mm-hmm. 22 locations throughout the United States, so we travel a lot through those locations. And, and so what is it that you do? I am their CFO. Really, I think what I love about the company is, and even today where CFOs aren't necessarily in the stuck at the desk, just looking at numbers, but really involved in marketing and sales and operations. It's really a great way to see all aspects of a company. And how did you get involved in it in the first place? Ooh, well, (laughs) I, when I was in high school, my uncle, it's kind of a joke now, he said there would always be death and taxes. So if you wanted financial Mm -hmm. security, always go with the medical industry or accounting. And (laughs) I thought I'd go medical and blood just ended up scaring me to death. So numbers made sense. It was like a second language. So I just went into accounting and it kind of went from there. I loved, I wasn't cut out to be behind the desk the whole time. I did like the creativity of being in an actual, more of a private business that wasn't just audit Mm -hmm. and taxes. And I've just been able to to work my way into where I am now. And so how long have you been there? Ooh, I've been at this company going on 15 years. And has there been a lot of changes in that time? You know, there have been a lot of changes, but then some things are still very much the same. Um, Mm. I mean, it's amazing how much a company can grow and, and shift. I'll say, though, we do have 250 employees, and I think the one thing that's been consistent through all of that time is the environment, to have that many employees scattered across that many facilities. It still has this real family feel about it, where Hmm. it's pretty amazing that people will just pick up the phone, you know, Kids' names, college graduations, It, I think we do an amazing job with that culture. And so so from, from what you're saying there, I presume, therefore, that there's not people stay for quite a long time. And why, why would you say, what? how has that culture developed? What was it that the company has done to create that kind of culture? Ooh, I think I could start with a couple of things. I think it is the second oldest registered company in the state of California. So right behind Wells Fargo, a bank, it started in 1868. So they just celebrated it their 150th anniversary. Mm -hmm. And I think with that, it was started by two brothers and kind of the novelty of it being Keystone brothers. But I think through generations of this company, And watching the company evolve, there's always been employees' children that would start working there. And we have some locations where spouses work. So it really does take on that dynamic of it does have that family atmosphere and it goes on for generations. I know 
in the 15 years I've been there, we've had four employees that we've celebrated their 50th work anniversaries. And that's really just unheard of these days. 50th work anniversary. Right. I know. You're lucky to get to a 50th marriage too, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So it is really incredible. Yeah, that is, well, that is amazing. Okay. And so you, I mean, before we started recording, you also tell me about your, how would I describe it? Your little baby, Shine Your Brights. Well, I think where Shine Your Bright came from and where it was born is like I did say where I started in a small town and I was ready to just go out and explore the world. I think when I moved to college, I was going down that checklist where you graduate from high school, you go to college, you meet the man of your dreams, married by 25, children by 32. And it's really easy when you're 17 and 18 and you think that that's the way life is supposed to be. But the first Mm. time that that checklist doesn't happen or it shifts, I think it threw me for a bit of a loop. I made it right up, right down that checklist. I met my husband in college. We got married. And then two months later, I found out my dad was suffering from stage four cancer. Hmm. And we lost him actually three months after we found out. And I think that's when it kind of started throwing me for a loop. But I also knew that to keep moving everything like making sure my mom was okay I newly married making sure my marriage was okay so I just kept moving and I don't think Mm -hmm. I really thought about or processed that I'd lost my father but it was a hiccup in that checklist I'd Mm -hmm. say the second thing was we never had children so one more time that that's a sidetrack And then you add on to that the stress of going through a career in that position. And then on top of that, they don't tell you. I remember joking with a lot of the women in my family. I'm like, you guys didn't tell me how hard marriage is. (laughs) So we went through a lot of ups and downs in our marriage, too. And through all of those processes and transitions I didn't necessarily take the time to feel all of my emotions. Eventually, one day, right when you think you're going to break, it's like, wow, I need to start processing some of this. And what I found was, is I was hiding my anger and I was kind of hiding my sadness with a lot of things. But what I found was, is if I was hiding those, I was also hiding some of my joy because if I didn't feel the joy fully, I knew I wouldn't feel the negative emotions fully either. So if you think of the up and down curves, I think I had taken them and I wasn't going nearly as happy or as sad as I should be. And that's how Shine Your Bright was born is really just reflecting on and Shine Your Bright is really a journal and I've got ordinary average everyday images that you can really start to think about and figure out how do you feel about this like for instance if I had a picture of a passport it would be 
what kind, not just where you want to go, but what kind of baggage might you be carrying around too. So that's how it was born. And it's, it's been an amazing experience. So when, when you say about a journal, what you mean, did you start keeping a journal? What, what, how did the journal come about? Oh, so no, I think what happened was, is I was sitting, we have a little lake cabin about an hour outside of town we love to go to. And not having children for me was hard because I always thought I would. But what happened is, same thing, never really thought through any of that. But at the lake cabin, we had bubbles and just some kids around and they were blowing bubbles. And I started thinking, I was like, why is it that I want children? And as I was seeing them play, I was like, I want children just because I like that joy and that laughter and that freedom and fearlessness. So it wasn't necessarily that I was all into nurturing a child, but I wanted that play Mm -hmm. in my life. And so the idea came with Shine Your Bright, where if I had just a picture of bubbles, that there are so many different things you can think around just that one image from when have you felt like you were flying up in the air to when have you been deflated or when has someone burst your bubble. And I think that's how Shine Your Bright was born, was in that just one sitting And I started being much more engaged in everyday life because I was present with what was around me on a daily basis. And and so at that stage, did you, what was going through your mind as to where this might go? Oh, well, (laughs) at that stage, I think where I was in life personally is my husband that I met in college, he had made it to shareholder in an accounting firm and the minute he had an equity partnership he just walked away Hmm. so I think watching his transition because he just wasn't he wanted to do more for people and seeing how sometimes the inside of a firm would work when people are almost a commodity and you hire and fire with how busy the firm is he wanted more, so he just dropped it all, walked away, and started a movement called Choose Goodness, which is really embracing the people aspect of business. And you can have all of that. You can have your purpose and your passion in your business. And as we were talking through these things, I think for me... I was having to kind of reinvent myself and grow at the same time because, again, you know, life life shifts and changes, and as you're in these transitions, I wanted to do this because I, putting it together and seeing the people that had started talking to us about how they were having anything from marriage issues to work issues, and there wasn't really a safe place to start to explore themselves and the tagline on this journal is a reintroduction to yourself so I think as we start to lose ourselves through so many aspects in life and so many different age segments in life I wanted this to be a place where people could come back and really start to explore who they are with no judgment 
And and so what is Shine Your Bright now? I mean, so it's a journal and is it like a sort of coaching system? So what, what is it? So I, I do have the physical journal. It is, um, if I do say so myself, a beautiful white book. And I like the aspect of Shine. Mm-hmm. But what we do do, too, is I've got the newsletters that go out. I also have a Facebook group, private group, where people can join and we can kind of talk through really things that have, you're presented with. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are a lot of transitions in life uh, from like marriage, like we talked about, to having children. And having people that have experienced that, knowing that you're not alone, and it's okay to take time for yourself without feeling like you're letting others down. Mm-hmm. It's sad that we get there, but that's really sometimes where we all land, where we have to come back and say, who are we and what are our hopes and dreams? And so the, the journal was, you, you mentioned it was published at the beginning of last year? Yes. And so how has the reaction been to it? It has been amazing. I love seeing a lot of the reviews that have come in or the emails and messages that I get that really as people are going through transitions in life and whether it's forced or whether they're just stuck, the fear around that next step, I'm hearing that it is helping people navigate their emotions and go through the transition. Um, I've had one person recently that really had an eating disorder and hadn't even admitted to herself that she had an eating disorder. Mm. But she said through journaling that out and starting to get more comfortable with who she was and admitting that it was one of the aspects of herself that it was her safe place that she could just start to work on it. So could you describe how, how is it that the journal is able to help people in different situations? Well, I think, you know, there's a lot of research really about the benefits of journaling. And mm-hmm. one aspect being when you start to put it on paper, it literally clears it out of your mind. So it takes it all out of your mind and it frees up the space to start to process it. Mm-hmm. And I think, for me, when I start writing, I'm always amazed to go back and look at it and say, wow, I didn't even know I was having this thought. It, it just kind of comes out. But taking the time to sit down and write it, it does start to process it because otherwise I can keep my mind busy with something else mm. and I won't necessarily deal with it. And so does the journal give some kind of prompt for people to write something or is there some guideline or how? So I, I love the fact that I say there are no rules. There is not 52 pages where you have to do one a week. But mm. I will say, for instance, if, and I'll describe one, and you can think of a life raft like that you would throw off the side of a ship, a, Mm-hmm. life preserver yeah I would have a picture of that I would have words sink safety swim 
And then my prompt questions would be, how do you go overboard? When have you felt like you were drowning? Or who has come to your rescue? Hmm. And not that you have to answer all of those, but if you flipped open, saw a picture you liked, you could start writing what came to you or even explore one of those questions. Hmm. I mean, just thinking about who has come to your rescue over the past in your life, I mean, I can think of many of times that people have stepped up and helped me through if it's just picking up my puppy from the vet or when I needed something bigger. But what that does is it instills gratitude that I do have those people in my life. And it gives me time and space to acknowledge that they're there. So when I do start to fear, feel fearful of something, I know that people will show up to help. And then I'm not alone. So is it a case of, um, I mean, so the people that have, who this journal have really, has really helped, so that had it, they never done a journal before? I mean, what was it made them come to this as opposed to just buying a blank journal? You know, I, I think, <laughs> I do think some people are very image-driven and some people are very word-driven. And for me, I'm incredibly more visual and I like to see the pictures. Mm. And I think that might be what it is because I haven't seen a journal that has photography in it yet. Uh, so, so it's a case of they just simply saw it on what, Amazon or in a bookstore or something and it just appealed to them visually, do you think? Yes, I think so. Right, okay. Okay, and so what? So you mentioned a couple of people just then who, who it had helped. So have you, have you been getting a lot of different sort of feedback and reviews and, and so on? I have, and I will... The one thing that seems to be consistent is it is people that are going through a transition, whether they wanted to or it was forced on them. Mm. So death, divorce versus I'm just stuck in a rut. Mm. But there are so many transitions that we have in life Mm. from marriage to divorce to having children to moving to starting a new job to and all of those things can be traumatic in certain ways. And they're, mm. it's hard to just go all in. And if you start thinking and admitting, this is what excites me about it, this is what scares me about it, mm. that almost is admitting it to yourself, and then it's okay. Mm. So do you think people, is it, um, and maybe it's a combination, is it just the, the case of just kind of getting all your feelings on paper or is it also going back two months and looking at where you were two months ago and thinking, wow, there's a lot, a lot happened since then? Absolutely. And seeing yourself on the other side, I think as you start to kind of record your life in that manner, you can see how much you've grown But I think it also gives you the confidence to continue to want to grow because you've seen everything you've been through and where you are now. Mm. And it gets a little easier to take that next step. And a lot of people, um, it seems to me that a lot of people want to keep a journal, but they just find it difficult for a variety of different reasons. So how do you... what would you say that this journal has helped them to, to do, keep the journal in habit? Well, I think one big thing is not having the rules, right? A lot of the journals that I've had want you to fill it out every day or every morning. 
morning or every night. And mm. I feel like then if I'm starting down a 365-day journal that has dates in it that the first time I don't make it, especially mm. with a New Year's resolution, mm. like January 16th, I don't make it. I, For me, being a perfectionist, I feel like I've got to wait until the following year to pick it back up. Now it could be an excuse or mm. not. And I think what I really enjoy about Shine Your Bright is you can just pick it up. There's no order. You can pick any page. It fits perfectly into a handbag. You can do it in the carpool line at school, waiting on kiddos or at lunch. And really, it's, it's just yours to explore yourself. And I think that what you've just said, that's, that is a big difference because there's not a page for every day so there's not the guilt of missing a day so that's probably a huge difference between that and a, and a normal journal I think so and you can leave it in the drawer for months and it's there when you need it mm. or want it interesting okay and to be, before <laughs> before we started recording we you know we were talking about a few stories and you were telling me about the um the story about the kind of adding a personal element in your business do you want to do you want to tell us more about that Oh, I'd love to. We do, I think what's important, bridging my gap between being an executive in a company and having Shine Your Bright, which I love and endure, is one of the phrases I I tell myself really often is when you hear it's not personal, it's just business, Mm. I feel like that is just not true and I think by taking the personal aspect of everything in business you can really change a trajectory and a culture and a company Uh, for instance anytime you have a layoff with someone you could say it's just business but it is personal you've someone has personally chosen that these are the people that are going to get laid off the other side of that is this is the person that's now going to have to fight to pay their mortgage and their rent Um, same thing with a customer anytime a customer buys your product it's because they personally feel like that is the best product for themselves and I think that's one of the game changing acknowledgements in business and so what do you think how could people do it in a different way I think for me we do I mean several things like it we set a lot of intention around what are your hopes for yourself as an individual? What are your hopes for yourself in your career? Having that conversation of how can we foster that relationship you have with the company? And taking that extra time to know who you're working with whether it be your boss, your employee, your customer, your vendor, taking that extra time and knowing that person, just it makes it so much more personal. And people want to show up in a bigger and better way when they feel like they're part of something. Hmm. And is this something you've seen in... You know, in the main company you're working for, uh, you know, Keystone Brothers, or is it something that has been more for the shine your light or both? I would say both. And I would also say I've really had the 
it's been amazing to watch Tommy. He's my husband, as and we talked about his transition too. It's been amazing to watch him. He does coach executive men. And watching just from that aspect, people that do have their passion and their purpose and having all of those aspects pulled in together, I love watching those people and how they're making changes in their lives, their families, and their businesses all at the same time. And, and you also, you were talking something about, um, you got a, a viewpoint on disagreements. Oh, <laughs> I do. We have, going back to two people, I will say in our company, we have just started a leadership program for anyone who is interested in growing their career. We opened it up in applications, did interviews, accepted 12 people out of 36 that applied. And with those 12 people, we're trying to show them different aspects of the company, but also add those soft skills in. Because I'm convinced you could teach almost anyone how to do a hard skill, how to ship a package or add an invoice up. But the soft skills on people... We had them read Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. And Mm -hmm. it's an old book, but a great book. Absolutely. And just his point in, if you are in a disagreement and you can find the one common thing you agree on, just having that, yes, we agree on this point can help you grow to a bigger solution for a bigger problem. And that's been... Probably the best tool I have in my toolkit for business. And I will I'll add to that. When I was 16 years old, I started working in a finance company. And the owner of that finance company would not let me talk to a customer until I had sat down and read that entire book at the office. Wow. So it, it ingrained in me pretty early on. Hmm. And, that's, well, and that's such a good approach because... There is so so much value in that book. It's a life-changing book in many ways. It absolutely is. And I was wondering, I was like, how am I going to sell this to the 20-year-olds in the company when I asked them to read a book that was written that long ago? Hmm. But they, they loved it, and it's just changed their whole game and even how they interact with everyone else in their office. Hmm. And Heather, what are your what's your general thoughts on exceeding expectations? Ooh, I <laughs> I think that's how I've kind of lived life. Is I've always wanted to go all in, and if I show up with my full self and I exceed my expectations of myself, mm-hmm. I'm just going to exceed my my happiness and joy that comes right back to me. Hmm. And so do you have a deliberate, you, you deliberately set out to try to exceed your own expectations? I mean, how would you go about doing something like that? Ooh, every time. I think, I, I love to entertain and to host people. It, hmm. It's one of my, it just, it makes me so happy. But I will go over the top. And if it's a kid's birthday party, I will make sure that they have those mermaid cupcakes that they want. Or if it's a gift I get for someone, doing that little bit of extra homework to find out what's really going to make them shine, per se. Mm. Um, 
that's what I see as exceeding expectations. Mm. And if so, I mean, we're we're getting towards the end. It's it's flown. It's like <laughs> what thirty something minutes. So, how would if people want to find out more about you, Heather? Where where would they go to? Oh, and double it's shineyourbright.com, and I actually you can sign up to get a free sample of the journal as a download, um, mm-hmm. and then love to have you on Instagram and Facebook to follow us as well. And if you wanted to get me personally, you can contact me through the website or my email is heather at shineyourbright.com. And is the journal available on Amazon as well? It is available through my website and on Amazon. Right, okay. And just before we finish, I know you've got a quotation that you particularly like. Do you want to tell us about that? Oh, I do. I, when I was graduating from high school, my grandfather wrote a note to me to say congratulations, but he put a quote that said, hit your wagon to a star and follow your dreams. And that's always stuck with me as my favorite quote. Right. Okay. Well, Heather, it's been a, a pleasure speaking with you. And you too. Thank you for your time. And um, yeah, best of luck with the journal and everything you're doing. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Exceeding Expectations. Next week is episode 58 with Daniel Ramsey. He is the founder and CEO of My Outdesk, the real estate industry's leading virtual staffing company over 5,000 clients, including four of Real Trend's very um, top five teams. That's next week with Daniel Ramsey. Hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Why not share it with someone you think might get some value from it? Leave a review for us on iTunes and hope you have a fantastic week. Exceeding Expectations, Episode 57.